Have you ever pulled off the main road, the highway, when you were on a trip to stop at what we call a scenic overlook? You likely saw this place, if you took the side road to see the scenic overlook, that had been promoted by road signs several miles in advance so that you could decide whether or not it was worth the time to pull off the main highway in order to see something of grandeur and beauty. This is what we're going to do today on A Jolt of Joy. We're going to get off the main highway in life and we're going to take the time to view something so breathtaking, so glorious, and so stunning. The place we're going to view is the scenic overlook. It's the crossroads where joy and sorrow meet. This is Carol McLeod, and I'm thrilled that you join me on A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. Each week, we go digging for gold together on the sacred pages of Scripture. And today's teaching is especially tender and beautiful. So lean in and listen. I'd like to invite you to go with me to a crossroads in life. It's a lovely place of unmatched beauty. This crossroads is so lovely that it'll take your breath away and you'll want to linger there time after time after time. It's one of those places in life that is at once both magnificent and meaningful, extraordinary and exquisite. This is the place where joy and sorrow meet. And I've been there many, many times in my life. I can tell you that his faithfulness is what makes the view from this heartbreaking ridge so glorious. Life is hard, isn't it? I know that you've experienced the hard in life just as I have, although your hard might look different than my hard. In my life, I can assure you that it's been through the deepest pain that God has harvested the most vibrant fruit. Although we would desire the ability to live a vibrant life without the pain, that it it would exclude painful experiences. It just isn't so. It doesn't happen that way. The most beautiful gardens and the sweetest fruit in life are often found where joy and sorrow meet. You know, there are so many challenging events in life over which we are powerless as human beings. Death interrupts, sickness rears its ugly head, rejection bullies us, loneliness laughs at us, prodigals run away, money's always tight, and worry, it's insurmountable. We might even believe that these unwelcome guests are mangling our ability to live a life of beauty and productivity. My friend, nothing, absolutely nothing could be further from God's truth. If you feel that you're in a circumstance today that you're unable to do anything about, let me assure you that God wants you to do something with it. He wants you to rename that devastatingly hard place, joy. That's what he wants you to do. You might not be able to change that place, but you can allow it to change you because you have Jesus. You can allow it to change you to become more like him. He wants you to rediscover him there at the crossroads where joy and sorrow meet. And in his presence, there's always fullness of joy. Let me read to you one of the most familiar verses in all of scripture. I know that you know it, but then I can't wait to read you the verse that immediately follows this beloved verse. Romans 8, 28 
And then verse 29, and we know, we're assured, we're convinced that God causes all things, all things, not some things, not a few things, but all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And now verse 29, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. Do you see what this verse says? That the good that God works in all things is that we become conformed to the image of Jesus. So what if? What if the good that Jesus works in all things, in the hard things, is made to make us look and act and talk more like Jesus, that we become a reflection of his glory because of the hard things in life? What if it's the hard things in life, the devastation in life, What if it's at that point where we are filled with all that he is, that he fills us with his presence and his power? You know, we are not the first Christians to go through hard things in life, nor will we be the last. 2,000 years ago, a man named Peter, my favorite disciple, wrote a beautiful letter to a group of people who were suffering. These Christians, persecuted by the cruel and corrupt ruler Nero, had been driven from their homes and forced to live in alien lands. They had experienced pain of the deepest kind, persecution for their faith. The roar of hungry lions had likely snuffed out the life of someone they knew or loved. Perhaps a neighbor had been burned at the stake, or a parent had been tortured. It's to this group of scattered, broken-hearted individuals that Peter writes these words. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So Peter instantly turned these brokenhearted souls to the life-giving option of praise. He breaks out into a written song as his words travel from his heart to the first century suffering church, and now to you and me. Peter says, thank God for who he is and for what he's done for you. Let's start every morning with a song of praise on our lips, not with the dreaded, oh no, is this my reality? Do I have to get up again? Fall asleep not worrying about what you don't have and how everybody's mean to you, but sing yourself to sleep. When you get a tough phone call, break into song. When you receive difficult news, whistle a happy tune. Praise begins in your thought life and travels to your heart, your emotions, and then it comes out of your mouth. I have found in my challenging journey this side of heaven's glory that there is a vital necessity of determining the direction of my thought life. I've got to give my mind boundaries. I can either think about me or I can think about him. I can either ponder my disappointment or I can linger upon 
his hope. I can either meditate on my pain or I can bask in his promises. I must choose what will fill the thoughts of my days and the words of my prayers. I must choose. So Peter was the cheerleader and the voice of hope to this weary group of pilgrims. Would you allow me to be your cheerleader and your voice of hope today? Would you allow me to remind you of the eternal truths found in the Bible? When your life collides with human pain and suffering, lift your hands in the air and begin to worship. Break out into a song of faith before the fleeting moment of suffering becomes your reality. Interrupt your disappointment with a melody so rich and so rare that heaven gasps in wonder. I've learned that I'm able to sing and cry at the same time, and I often do. While tears are coursing down my middle-aged cheeks, I raise my voice to the Father and I worship Him. When my heart is breaking with the pain that only a mother knows, I refuse to let my unique song become a dirge of pain. I will sing in spite of pain, in the face of discouragement, and I will defy depression. Peter can't sing for me, and I can't sing for you. You must choose to bless the Lord at the very worst moment of your life. You must determine that nothing short of death will deny you of the audacious ability to sing in the dark. God didn't rescue Jesus off the cross. He rescued him out of the grave. Sometimes things will look to be dead in the ground, but God resurrects what we once believed was dead. So sing your song with Peter. Sing it with the early church. Sing with me over the storm and in spite of the pain. The series that we have been studying and will continue to study for the next couple weeks is titled Vibrant, and it's taken from a book that I wrote by the very same name. If you've loved this study, you can purchase my book Vibrant on Amazon at christianbookdistributors.com, shoptheword.com, or on my website, which is carolmccloudministries.com. It's also available um, at Barnes & Noble and Books A Million. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to pray for you. If you've just gone through a really hard thing in life, I have a whole team of intercessors who would love to pray for you today. So email me at carol at carolmccloudministries.com. I want to remind you today that the best way to become a joyful person is to choose Jesus, is to open the Bible and read it. It's to lift your hands in the air and sing the song that you were made to sing. When you love Jesus, when you read his word, and when you worship, you'll discover joy because in his presence, there's always fullness of joy.